Hello, this is Katalin. I'm Trish. And I am Carol. Welcome to our Connect, Inspire, Create live broadcast and podcast connecting women from around the globe. Well, hello and welcome. It's been a little while since we have popped in and done our live. And this is fun. I've kind of missed it. So how are you both this morning or afternoon? Very happy to be here. Thank you for organizing again a live podcast. And I'm happy that the sun came out again in Lisbon. So ready to tell the stories. Lovely. And Trish, lovely to see you. Has some of your snow disappeared or are you still under a foot or two of snow? We are melting away. It's been warm and beautiful. So we're we're happy in Montana. Lovely. Well, to those that are listening to us as a podcast later or just watching our live, I just wanted to introduce my co-host that I am so pleased we're now on episode 11. And although that doesn't sound like a lot, we've been doing this for quite a while and we only do it twice a month. And it just, you know, it just blossomed. As I think, Kathleen, you once said, sort of, we birthed a baby together. <laughs> And we just stepped into this. We have a common baby, yes. <laughs> we have a common baby. So let me tell you, our folk that are listening, a little bit about Catelyn. She joins us from Lisbon, as she had mentioned, and she teaches online yoga classes. She also does workshops and has online courses that help you to deal with overwhelm and anxiety. And then exciting as spring comes and summer comes, I think beach yoga is being added to your schedule. I am jealous. But Exactly. And I cannot pronounce the beach, so you're going to tell us where, is it on the weekend? Yes, on the weekend, Sundays at 11 a.m. at Fonte d'Atelia. Lovely, lovely. And then we're joined by Trish, and I love Trish's, the name of her website. You will find her at healthylifemindset.com. And that's what it's all about, Trish, right? Is just, you have a fabulous new program, The Buddy System, and... That's cool. Yeah, it's it's it works out well. Um, just like a trainer at the gym, people are motivated, you know, when you have your friend or partner to keep you going. And so in my coaching program, that's been something new. And I have one new pair I'm working with now, and I hope to to soon have more. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think we do need it does help us that we we step into something when we know that we've got somebody else that we've committed to. And so we both show up together. So yeah, that's wonderful. And then I am Carol, I'm the host of Lisbon Retreats. And I am excited that that is back on the calendar and patiently waiting to see what the year unfolds. But September is the tentative date. And um, that's going to be inviting women entrepreneurs to join us in Lisbon for two weeks while we get creative, work on our business, do yoga on the beach with Catelyn, and have some wonderful coaching from Trish. So in the meantime, I host my Motivate Mastermind Club, and the three of us are together in that. And we've been together for a while in the Mastermind and watched each other grow and add layers to our business. And today we're here just to talk about stories. And I know that it's a short word, stories, but it has so many multi-different level meanings. What do you think, Catalan? Well, I definitely think that, as it's so nicely said, that it's a short word, but it's such a deep meaning and different layers of meanings, right? 
And I don't know, I think I would like to tell a story about stories we tell ourselves. Mm. So one morning, many years back, I was sitting down with my laptop to search for my very first yoga teacher job. I never attempted to be a teacher of any kind, but through my own healing and journey, I felt this calling to share this with the world and to help others. So, and then I sat there with my fingers over the keyboard, my heart started to race. And I thought, what if I don't know how to become this teacher that I want to be? And the, I, as I sat there with my fingers on the keyboard, I noticed that my nails needed a filing. So I just left and did whatever my mind was calling me to do, right? But the voice didn't silence. And I heard, what if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. What if the whole world will find out and I will be exposed as a fraud. And then suddenly I thought, I remember an article I wanted to read. So again, I left and I thought maybe a little this research will help me. But whatever I did, the voice was still there. And I heard, what if my classes weren't good? I will disappoint my students, my colleagues, my family, my friends, and I will let everybody down. Well, and at this point, looking around, I saw and the bookshelf and I thought, someone really needs to tidy it up. So I left. But if we examine my thoughts and what I told myself, nothing that actually called, no, no task that called me away was important, but it was offering me a temporary ease, right? From anxiety. And we can also um, see that there are three assumptions that I made. First, I thought I had to be sure how to become the teacher that I wanted to be. Second, I thought if I was wrong, I would be exposed as a fraud. And third, it was um, the disappointment, right? The disappointing others. Mm-hmm. So, and these three, these stories that we are telling ourselves, not even consciously, are all fueled by anxiety. And most of anxious people have these three assumptions in common. One, the intolerance of uncertainty, then the perfectionism, Mm -hmm. which I really, really had and still have to to deal with, and the over-responsibility. Everybody will be disappointed. But it's these stories are stories that we, as I said, we unconsciously tell ourselves and are holding us back from living our true self, from living our dreams. 
And just one more thing, each of these assumptions are overestimating the threat and at the same time are underestimating our ability to cope. So I don't know if just by telling this story, if anything pop up in your mind, Carol, that have you ever had a story telling to yourself that you later realized it was holding you back from living your true self? I do. I hear you in that. And the one part is that you say stories that we tell ourselves, and that's exactly what you're doing. Has somebody else said that to you? I mean, what do you think, Trish? It's like, you know, has somebody said to you, Catelyn, you're a fraud. Catelyn, you don't know how to do this. You've said that to yourself. And that's where when we flip the script and step into confidence, Trish, how does that resonate with you? I mean, are there stories that you tell yourself that have held you back? Um, I'm sure there are. I kind of took a different path, but I really resonate with what Catalin said. I know that we call it the imposter syndrome often, and I think we all do feel that at times. Um, so I appreciate that. But I do, you know, this comes into when you say, Trisha, taking a different slant. And when I did my, what do we call it? The little spider web, the drawing on the word stories. And you go, you know, so we have stories that we tell ourselves. Then we have stories of our life experiences then we have stories that we listen to and learn from others that inspire us to step forward or do something or be brave because we've listened to somebody else telling a story. And it was interesting. I was listening to something the other day that spoke about people don't necessarily want to hear your wins. They do want to hear your struggles and how you've overcome them. What tool did you use to get from there to there and what helped you, because then they could try to use that same tool. Whereas if you've won at something, yes, we're behind you and this is fabulous, but they want to hear the struggle. And I know that, Trish, you have a story that you'd like to share with us. Absolutely. Yeah, I took I took some notes this morning and I was, um, I love thinking in visuals and, you know, metaphors are always so popular, but um just living, I was, I was thinking about my life and thinking about, you know, the stories of our lives and especially at our ages here in our, you know, forties and fifties and sixties, you know, in this midlife as women. And, um, I thought about the word collaborative. There's Catalin. Mm, <laughs> <hello>. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, the word collaborative really comes to mind at this chapter in my life, but I've realized at this place in my life, I really am thinking in chapters. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking, especially in my coaching practice, how important it is for us, at least for myself. I'm starting to look back at this midpoint in my life and think about the chapters of my life and think about, um, has it been meaningful? Has my story been meaningful? Um, and I also think of it, you know, again, as cliche as this might sound, as a work of art, um, the fact that it's not just my story, but um, it's a collaborative effort. I think each of us adds to another person's story. Um, I even wrote down um, allowing others to contribute and share that our lives are not solely our own creations, but the result of a collaborative effort. Um, and I've always felt that I'm a lifelong student and 
I feel that at this place in my life, our flaws, you know, not unlike a gem, you know, they become a beautiful part of who we are and giving ourselves permission to be that flawed person. Um, so, you know, we're born into a certain family. We branch out to become unique and independent. And to me, a fulfilled story would be um, being a part of others' lives, having them be a part of my life. And to me, that makes my story rich. So that's that's where my mind was this morning is just really what can I offer while I'm here? And then at the end of my life, as dramatic as this might sound, um, will my story be meaningful to me? So um, that's that's what I came up with today. And it it resonates with me. Mm, I love that the collaboration. You know, collaboration is we need each other in society. We need each other. We weren't put here to be um, solo. I saw something yesterday that said something about um, it takes a village to raise a kid. And it's like somebody said, so where do you call the number <laughs> to get the village? But, I mean, we do need our village. We need each other. We cannot, you know, all the things that we do, whether it be doing life, um, whether it be in business. You know, here we are all three solopreneurs growing our business, we've all come from corporate background, um, and then we have stepped into what we want now at this stage of our lives. And that's what we're entitled to claim. Why do we need to be pushed into a box that doesn't belong to us? And, you know, I think of when I started my business, um, when we moved here to New Mexico almost 11 years ago, I was wearing many hats. I you know, was working full-time doing marketing for an aviation company. I was the assistant to the pastor at our church. And then I thought, huh, I'm going to start my own business. And one thing I'm grateful for is having started that business because when I hit the overwhelming grief period in my life for so many years that I could then no longer cope with working. And you can't hear me, Kathleen? Just saying, go ahead. Go ahead. I can't okay. hear Carol. Okay. Just Okay, that and I just, you know, I hit that period of moving through grief and then giving up everything. I no longer wanted to work in corporate. I no longer wanted to be around people. I spent a few years being really, really angry, but I am grateful that I had started my business and it just coasted in the background until I was ready to pick it up again and then move forward. And now I look and I go, wow, here I am, I'm 60. And I've blossomed into another whole season. And that's what you were talking about, Trish, is chapters, seasons. If you told me I'd be here doing what I'm doing now, no. I don't know about you, Trish. I mean, did your your chapter of stepping into coaching was also driven by a personal desire and a personal need and learning and transitioning? Yes, and I realize now this is a great topic because I realize now that it's also – what have been my pains? What have been my struggles? What has been my story? And how can I help others? I think a lot of us feel this way. How can how can I help others with the knowledge and the wisdom I've gained through the pain and struggle? Absolutely. And Kathleen, you've got exactly the same thing with anxiety that you have learned and you've tried strategies and, and done different things. And so I think we all step into wanting to help each other. And that's to me is kindness it's collaboration. I don't know what other words come spring to mind when you you think of the season in our lives. But 
Well, ladies, I think we are almost on. We normally keep our, our podcasts fairly short, um, 15 to 20 minutes. So we would love to know from others if you have a story to share with us or if you would like to um, you know, just talk to us. We have a website for our podcast, and it is connectinspirecreate.com. And on the far right-hand side is a, um, a little button that you can leave us a voicemail. But we will be back in two weeks' time. We have our next um, title for our podcast is Active Listening. And I think active listening and stories, there's just there's so much to dig into that. And then after that, we do have a guest um, that will be joining us. But I wanted to just ask each of you if there was a tip that you wanted to leave with our audience um, just about life. I mean, mine is you're feeling overwhelmed with life. Take a break. Take a break and try and learn something new. It could be something small. I mean, right now we're trying to give up meat. And I have been fascinated at the support that has suddenly come out of the woodwork of all these people in my family and all over the place who have been on the same journey of trying to reduce meat in their diet. I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> but Katlyn, is there anything you want to leave with our audience? Be yourself. I think we all feel... Uh, I think we all feel that others might want to tell us the path we need to take or how we could be a little bit better. And I think it's important to listen to that, but always remember to be yourself and really appreciate who you are for your gifts and um, thrive in that. Don't be ashamed to just be yourself because that's what makes you beautiful. I know that sounds cliche. <laughs> agree with you because you know even in business I think that is so important there are millions of people out there and there are hundreds of people doing what each of us do individually but by being ourselves that is what allows you know by sharing our beliefs and our values with our audience that is what attracts people individually to each of us to want to work with us and that's and what Catalin if you want to jump in in case you can't hear Carol you go next girl <laughs> Okay, I couldn't hear anything, so I don't know what you. I will have Poor to thing. Do it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we now? What? We're just leaving our audience with. Sorry, Trish, you want to tell tip? Me? It's it's the tip uh, that you'd like to leave us with. Leave the women with your okay. life wisdom, Miss Catalan. Life wisdom, such big words, <laughs> Trish. But me, I I I would like you to think about stories that you are telling to yourself and i would like to encourage you to start to rewrite them this is also a part of of what what i teach my clients how to rewrite these stories if you need help just reach out but i would really like to you to to be aware of what you are telling to yourself That's very fun. good Lovely. Well, ladies, thank you for joining me from around the globe. I love the fact that we can come together across the continents. And for those that have listened to our podcast, you'll find it on all of the channels. So please subscribe. And if you have the time, we'd love a review. We'd love to hear what you got out of listening to our stories and just help others um, find encouragement and inspiration. So we'll be back in two weeks' time. Hello, this is Katalin. I'm Trish. And I am Carol.